What's going on guys, Connor O'Hanlon again here, and today for the Con O Show, we're going to be talking about uh, some interesting subjects, but it's going to all tie into Republicans. They are not your friends. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, I think if you listen to this, you probably know that, but if you don't, um, then this will be an interesting uh, little perspective uh, changer, hopefully an eye-opener. Um but for a lot of you, you might know that already, but I want to uh, utilize some of the examples during this uh, global pandemic of the coronavirus and exemplify why, you know, the Republicans just do not care about you or you or me. Um, so before I get into that, if you would like, go follow my show on Facebook at uh, The Con O Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Con O'Hanlon, O-H-A-N-L-O-N. Um, I really appreciate that. So... To get into this, um, I'll set the stage. Obviously, we are in like week seven or eight of lockdown here in the coronavirus uh, pandemic. And, you know, things are getting, you know, I guess they're getting better in some senses, but they're getting worse in other senses. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely dive more into that as one of the three prongs that I'm talking about today. And trust me, there's a lot more than three, but you know, three is always a good number. So I'll stick with three so I don't rant for 25 hours. Um, so we are getting to the point where we're about to reopen within a week, um, at least start to reopen in some places. And, you know, I think that's a big, pretty big mistake, but you know, the powers that be are deciding that that's what they want to do. So we'll see how that goes. And with all of that, there's going to be a proposal coming up basically of the second stimulus bill. I guess they're calling it phase four because it's been a bunch of junk that they uh, put out. But, um, you know, there's the one stimulus bill for, you know, the average person if you get if you make under $100,000 or $200,000 as a couple, then you were potentially getting money from the stimulus checks. There was the pay, uh, Paycheck Protection Act. There was a bunch of stuff that was in there, and obviously some parts of it worked, some parts of it didn't. Obviously, means testing is not my cup of tea, so I would have preferred that everyone gets a UBI. I would have preferred that it's a lot higher because, of course, we can afford that. But, you know, and... We're, not to mention that even Democratic Democratic governors like uh, Andrew Cuomo are getting praised while cutting Medicaid, not canceling rent. Um, so, I mean, there's things like that that just stand out. But there's a clear division of like, I, I view it as the, the Democrats are kind of like waiting to see. And the Republicans are the ones that are really just pulling the strings because they have Donald Trump and they have the Senate. So, you know, I guess the House can only do so much. And that's where the second the second stimulus bill or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they're going to call it, but the second stimulus is going to come. And that's where we're going to start off today. And Donald Trump and the Republicans don't want to give you more money. They don't want to give me more money. They don't want to give everyone that is unemployed or that is, um, which again, we'll talk about later. That's the, that's going to be number two. They, they don't want to give us that, that they don't want to give us anything. They don't have to, 
Um, but if it helps them win re-election, they'll do it. So what they're talking about is classic Republican. We're going to go and do, we're going to do paycheck, um, payroll tax cuts, specifically, uh, on social security tax. Now, if you don't know, the social security, um, fund is a separate part of your taxes. Um, if you look at your, your taxes on your paycheck that are withheld, it is separately withheld to go to a specific fund. Now, what's the problem with this? Well, first off, you know, you can almost imagine that the taxes, the tax cuts are going to be disproportionately beneficial to the wealthy because, you know, of course they're going to be, they're going to, they're going to somehow figure out how to load that and be like, Hey, if you make a certain amount of money, we're just going to go ax that and you're going to be fine. Now the catch obviously is there that if you make over a certain amount of money, so I think it's 130 something thousand odd dollars, um, then your social security uh, tax is capped at that at that um, at that nominal amount. Anything over that you don't get taxed on. So already you're talking about people that are getting huge tax breaks because it's a completely regressive tax. Um, now, does that mean I don't support it? Of course, I support the social security tax. I think it should be the cap should be lifted, and that would completely eradicate the problem of um, the manufactured problem of underfunding in Social Security. I wanted to almost do the entire episode today about Social Security, but I decided to not. Um, So when we talk about cutting Social Security taxes, that would be cool if, one, it was immediate. It's not going to be immediate. Because a lot of people aren't earning paychecks. Two, if it would actually change the refund you're going to get. Well, it's not. It probably won't because people are going to get. Um, they're going to earn less money. The people that are unemployed. Um, and so, okay, what does a pay, payroll um, ta- uh, payroll tax cut give to me? Nothing, because if you don't earn any money, then you don't have to pay taxes. So, it's a pretty self fulfilling prophecy there. Now, the people that are still employed. And we'll still be paying Social Security tax. Okay, cool. You might get a small tax cut. Does that make a difference? Mm, that can definitely be debated, right? I would say no. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's my that's my opinion. Again, I would prefer if they just, you know, took the money that they're going to give in tax cut or they're going to give in any other form and just said, here, here's $2,000 to every single American until we figure this out. But of course that would be too simple, too easy, too progressive. And it would show and set a precedent of, Hey, the government actually can do things right. (laughs) But they refuse to do that the same way they refuse to expand Medicaid to everybody, the same way that they would, uh, they could, they could do that. Everyone could have health care, uh, but no. They have to go on COBRA, which actually is a more expensive version of basically what would be Medicare. But you actually have to pay a ton, and you actually have to pay more money than your previous private insurance uh, would have been paying. You, had, you would have been paying for it if you didn't lose your job. 
So yeah, cool. You can have insurance. We're going to protect that. But uh, no, not we can't expand Medicare, can't expand Medicaid, can't expand Social Security, God forbid. Now, why do I start off with Social Security? Because personally, I think it's the most egregious out of all of these. So I wanted to start with it. And like I said, I wanted to almost do this whole podcast about like a, the history of like, how did we get to getting Social Security, all this other stuff. But instead, I just wanted to make it part of it. So if you didn't know, Social Security alone lifts 15 million elderly Americans out of poverty. Nearly 40% of elderly Americans would be considered impoverished if we didn't have Social Security. That is insane. Now, even with Social Security, we have about 10% being below the poverty line, which is still unacceptable, which is, again, why I believe we should be expanding Social Security. But imagine a 30% increase to the poverty rate of people older than 65 Specifically, to think about it, to make it to age 65, you would have to have lived, I mean, obviously 65 years, but you would have to have lived a rather healthy life. So you're already talking about a, a population of people that may, I mean, privilege might not be the right word. But they've had the privilege of living for 65 years. So you would expect, yeah, you know what? Like they might have some assets. They might have some money. They might have saved up. They might have bought a house before um, <laughs> before any all these crazy spikes in housing prices and millennials can't buy houses. But these are the people that may have. And still, without Social Security, for nearly 40% would be in poverty. Poverty. Not, you know, not just making it week to week, you'd be impoverished. That's unacceptable. So what do I tie all this together as? Well, if Republicans want to cut Social Security tax, the fund for Social Security will be underfunded. Obviously, right? If you cut the funding mechanism, of course, funding will go down. Well, what happens when the gap of funded, uh, the percentage of fundedness to the payout percentages grow? Well, you're going to have Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, and co. all go, hey, let's cut Social Security because you know what? We can't afford this anymore. Or you know what? Even better, let's get rid of it altogether. And everyone should just have a 401k or some sort of other private uh, retirement fund. And if you can't afford that, well, sorry. I mean, it may sound drastic, but like that is the goal of Republicans, are, is to cut Social Security, to cut Social, uh, Medicare, and to cut Medicaid. They do not care about 
And funny enough, people at 65 and older are <laughs> disproportionately Republican, but they don't care about you or me. They don't care. The government has not only a right, but the ability to support its country. We have that opportunity. The, the United States in particular is a unique situation. But yet we refuse to give everyone the right to health care. We refuse to give the right to, to everybody to have a livable wage. We refuse to give the right to everybody for education. The list goes on and on. And it's because, disproportionately, we have a party that has no regard for anybody but the rich and powerful. The Republicans do not care. Now, that is not to say that Republican voters do not care. Some do. And some may just be lacking an understanding of the situation or lacking empathy for other people's situation. Fine. That's a bridge to cross later. But the elected officials in the Republican Party don't care. All they care about is them, their wealthy donors, big corporations. They do not care. They don't care if 40% of people would be in poverty. Because it's not them. It's not their family. It's extremely disappointing that we don't have more people willing to stand up against that and call it out for what it is and really push this out there that like this is what they're doing. They are going to cut Social Security if they have the chance. You know, like Joe Biden got got crapped on by a lot of us when he was, you know, when the videos of him and talking about him cutting, wanting to cut Social Security came up. But look, you know, <laughs> Joe Biden's not going to cut Social Security in the future. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to let that happen. If he's elected, he's going to have a hell of a lot of people ready to go <laughs> at him. That's a good thing. The left will thrive. We will be able to hold him to account. But you know who the left cannot hold to account? Donald Trump. Because he doesn't care about us. He cares about his base, which, let me tell you, is not us. And he cares about, again, those donors, that donor class. The people like him. So we can only hold him to account in so many different ways. Joe Biden needs us. Donald Trump does not. At least not to win. They need us for the for the economy to operate, which again, good luck. Because they're going to send us back into terrible conditions. We're going to probably see increases in the coronavirus. We're totally unprepared for all this stuff. And then, yeah, great. We were unprepared to begin with, but a second spike, Jesus Christ, we are screwed if that happens. 
Donald Trump doesn't care about you, and he will cut Social Security. We cannot let that happen. This fund, these tax cuts cannot happen. They cannot be allowed to go through. If they go through, people like in my generation, in Generation X, are not going to have Social Security. And that's not a joke. That's not like this, oh, you know, like, they keep talking about, they've been talking about this for a while now. An arbitrary, uh, an arbitrary gap in Social Security. That's by choice. Everything is a choice when it comes to funding Social Security in particular because they could easily lift the cap. You can make a donut hole. I don't care. We can go into the particular, the specifics on a different day. You know what? Okay, you know, uh, let's take $100,000 to $250,000 as middle class people. They shouldn't be paying. Whatever. But the fact that Jeff Bezos and a middle class person can pay the exact same into Social Security, that's not the same percentage, that's the same nominal m- amount of money into Social Security, that's outrageous. That is totally effed up. And that's unacceptable. If that part of this stimulus bill comes out when they start talking about it more and more, and that's what they come up with, we need to raise hell. And already now I'm working myself up about this and I'm already on only on part one. So now I'm going to start moving over and let's talk about the unemployment numbers and the unemployment what the Republicans are doing with unemployment. So if you're like me and you're in uh, PA, you may have uh, you may have applied for unemployment. I'm not getting it. Um, you know, you can't figure out why because the number when you call is busy. So great, or it's either shut down or busy. Great. Um, so luckily, you know, I got the 1,200, so I'm good for a little while, but. And I have some money saved up, but like personally, that's, you know, that's an exception. Most people can't make it $400 bill, surprise bill. And they expect us to live multiple months on $1,200 without canceling rent, without canceling mortgages. Great. You guys are the best. But specifically, we've had 33 million. Americans apply for unemployment since the coronavirus pandemic started. Unprecedented numbers in in a matter of weeks. And they still don't give a crap about us. The stock market is fine right now. Isn't that a great, and I'm not saying great as in good, isn't that a great disparity? An enormous disparity. It shows that the stock market goes up while workers are getting let go. That is insane. It's hard to comprehend even saying these things out loud. The stock market is going up or stabilizing while millions and millions of Americans are out of jobs. And that's not, you know, okay, fine. Some of them are going to be coming back. Some. But just in my town, I've seen three 
three or four, you know, small businesses just close. And that's before that's like, that's publicly announcing that stuff right now, by now in May, first day of May. Imagine a couple more weeks, a couple more rents being due. And they don't care. The Republicans do not give a crap. The unemployment numbers are crazy high. And you can't get a hold of someone on the phone if you're not getting the benefits. So how many people are not getting benefits at all? Like, you know, like me now. But but not like me, as in the sense that, you know, I live at home. How many people are SOL and they can't afford their rent, they can't afford their groceries, they can't afford their mortgage, they can't afford whatever they have to pay for their kids. How is that acceptable in our country? And here's the most disgusting part. The Republicans in a lot of the Republican states are going to start sending people back to work. Saw it in Georgia. We're going to see it in Florida. We're going to see it in these places with governors that are Republicans that have even like even less respect for the American people than someone like Donald Trump, in my opinion. Yes, here in Pennsylvania, we have a Democratic governor. He's still going to push put us back to work soon. I think it's the wrong wrong idea. We're not doing it today. Some places are. So I want to point out that the way you get unemployment is if you get laid off or fired or, you know, whatever, however word you want to phrase it. You can't quit a job and get unemployment. You can't resign. You can't do all that stuff that, you know, the, the average person thinks that you would be able to do just to take advantage of the system. Because people think it's so easy to take advantage of unemployment. Well, let me tell you, it's not. They're going to send you back to work. And if you do not work, you're choosing not to work. Then they can deny you unemployment. So you're not a burden on the unemployment system. And you don't come up as an unemployed number. They're going to hide statistics of people that are unemployed by saying, look, no, 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 they quit. They decided not to go back to work because, you know, oh, they didn't provide us masks or it's too soon for this or too soon for that. There are are places that are still closing down like meat factories now. And we think it's good to go back, ramp back up. How stupid are we? We don't have any protections for workers. And they want people to go back to work, risk their lives, risk their families. And it's because they have us by the throats. And they say, you want to live? You go back to work. I don't care if your family has health care or your family is going to get sick. The Republicans don't care. It's a game to them. They're going to allow 
Amazon, Walmart, these huge companies to take advantage of people that are down. They're not going to raise the minimum wage, God forbid. They're not going to give us hazard pay. And they're just going to let these these companies become basically duopolies or monopolies in, in um, whatever market they're in, specifically Amazon. There's a cra- it's crazy to think that, you know, Amazon was hiring hundreds of thousands of people during this rather than, you know, letting go of people, which, okay, cool. You know, you have a job at Amazon, cool. But they're, they're making moves. They're trying to eliminate people. My local bookstore, they're going to try to get rid of them. They're going to get try to get rid of my local comic book store. They're going to try to get rid of my local restaurant, my local grocery store. The things that I like, the things that make where I live unique and where you live unique, the shop you like, the art store that you like, the gym that you like. They're just going to allow it to happen. So their unemployment numbers look low. The last one, the last one is important to point out because here in Pennsylvania we have a an election on June 2nd. And it's just important to know that every form of, of modern day republicanism is flawed in government because they don't believe in governing. So we have Trump in the executive branch. We have the governors in the executive branch. We have the Senate controlled by Mitch McConnell. And we have the judicial branch Not only on the national level, but state Supreme Courts that are extremely biased towards the Republican ideology. And I got news for you. If you made it this far, they're not working for you. None of them. <laughs> hey, that really isn't news. But... Wisconsin had an election a couple weeks ago, and this is a sign that I need to make sure that we take seriously in Pennsylvania and in other countries, sorry, in other states that have elections coming up. We need vote by mail. We need to guarantee it to every single voter in this country now. We need to ensure protections for voters because in Wisconsin... They had people go in-person voting and dozens of people are now sick directly, directly tied to voting in person. Now, who knows how many people are going to get sick now from these protests and whatnot. But guess what? They chose to do that. Voting is a right. Everybody in this country Every citizen of this country should have the right to vote. It's guaranteed. It's not even saying should. You, sh- you do have the right to vote. And they will do everything they can to stop you. 
from having access easily. So you're going to have to decide now, do I go out and vote because it's going to get me sick? Or do I stay home and vote by mail where I can? Well, guess what? In Pennsylvania, you can vote by mail. So please do that. But in Wisconsin, the state Supreme Court decided to have an election and not and not be forcing it all in mail. And they didn't even count some of the provisional ballots that were done through mail uh, because they were received too late. So it goes to show these decisions matter. These elections matter. But we got to make sure that they can vote. Luckily, in that election, which was actually for a case uh, for uh, someone on the sitting become uh, a justice for the Supreme Court on the in Wisconsin, the Democrat won. So maybe the Republicans will say, uh, well, maybe we should have a voter, you know, online voting mail or some not online voting, which that would be pretty cool, but mail in voting. Maybe we should, because you know what? They thought it was going to be an advantage. It didn't turn out to be an advantage. So maybe they'll just throw us a bone there. But voting is a right in this country that millions of people have died for. And they don't want to make it easy. So they're willing to risk people's lives as of right now. They could prove me wrong because they think it's going to be beneficial to them. And that's kind of the common thread throughout all of this, right? They don't care. They view the average American as just, you know, pawns in a game. We need to stand up, we need to be ready to fight. And as I've said before, if you have the opportunity to join a group, run for office, start a union, do it. We need to stand up now. We need to protect Social Security. We need to make sure that the people that need unemployment get unemployment. We need to fight for a UBI during this. We need to fight for health care for all during this. And we need to protect the most sacred right, and that's the right to vote. These things are under attack. And I'll leave you with the reminder that Republicans in government are not your friend. You can have plenty of conservative friends. I do. But the, the people that are in government are Republicans that are in government. Mitch McConnell, um, the, the House that's controlled by are the um, Republicans here in Pennsylvania, Senate that's controlled by Republicans here in Pennsylvania, the executive branch of the United States government, the Supreme Court, you know, the, the list goes on and on. These people are not our friend. We have to beat them. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Kano Show. I appreciate you guys. Um, I plan on actually having some guests in the future. So um, 
I think next week will probably be the first one with a guest, most likely. Um, so be sure to check that one out when that comes out. Check out my previous episodes and send me some requests or some uh, topics or people that you want to see on the show. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.